Hello, Bridgetown Church, and those of you joining us online, my name is Bethany Allen, and this is the Bridgetown Daily for Tuesday, April 28th. This week, I've been thinking about a phrase from the book of 1 Thessalonians. There, Paul writes, make it your ambition to lead a quiet and peaceful life. This phrase has circled in my mind what feels like a thousand times. Now, of course, sometimes things like this just appear in your thinking. But I knew, at least at some level, it was rooted in something deeper. Quarantine for me, for both better and worse, has confronted some dreams I've had for my life in a new way. Both dreams I've seen come to fruition and those that I still long to see. I was on the phone with a friend this week from seminary who I've known for over 10 years. And on the call, I was asked, what else? What else, Bethany? What's next for you? What else are you thinking about and working towards or hoping for? And before I could say something specific, to my total and complete surprise, I took a breath and blurted out, I think what I really want is more of a quiet and peaceful life. I know it sounds like something a pastor would say. But even as I said those words, I knew they were significant to me. Maybe it was because I had been meditating on them this week, or maybe it was an act of the Spirit. But either way, as I spoke them, they felt like a sobering and new prayer for my life. In 1 Thessalonians 4, Paul makes a plea to the Thessalonian believers. And in it, he exhorts them to continue to grow and to live lives that please God. In this chapter specifically, he exhorts them to please God with how they live, to welcome things like sanctification or the purification of their life as it pertains to holiness, to love one another. And finally, in verse 11, he says to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. And he goes on, you should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent upon anybody. Paul starts out here with a strong wording, and he says, make it your ambition. This phrase in the Greek means to consider something your honor or privilege, or to strive eagerly towards. And so he says, in so many words, consider it your honor to live a quiet life. This phrase is often translated quiet and peaceful, because quiet here in the Greek refers not to less words, but to a sense of peace or restfulness. It's this idea of something becoming less frantic and completely undisturbed. He goes on and he tells them to mind their own business and to work with their hands, which is as it sounds. They were to be people who attended to their own lives in every way and to be people who are busy doing what they need to do to accomplish just that. Paul ends this section with the why as he tells the Thessalonians that if they do this, Their lives will win the respect of outsiders, those inside and outside of the kingdom, and that they wouldn't be dependent upon anybody. Now, in this text, Paul is inviting both the Thessalonians and all future readers to consider and reflect on their way of life, to consider how it will either be a witness that contributes or an obstacle that hinders. And what I love about this is that Paul is so brilliant here. He isn't offering cheap platitudes or restrictions. His exhortation is deeply entwined with prophetic wisdom because he knows that one of the greatest remedies for restlessness in this world and in the kingdom is to tend to your own life. He knows that when our first priority is to take care of what's happening with us, not in a selfish or self-centered or self-absorbed kind of way, 
but in a truly biblical way. We are less likely to become people preoccupied with things like consumption and comparison and competition, all of which could ultimately lead us to lives that actually disrupt and encumber the good of the world around us. Paul here is essentially calling believers to three things. First, he's calling them to a peaceful life, and in so to be people who have and continue to move away from things that disrupt their heart, mind, and soul. To be people who do away with anything that moves them towards restlessness or to the unquiet reality of their souls. Second, Paul says that in so many ways, both in doing that and in working with your hands, or another way to say that is staying busy with what needs to be done, you will live a productive and contributing life. Now, don't think productive here in the Western American Walmart sense of the word, but more along the lines of producing life for the good and sake of others. Finally, Paul says that the goal in doing this is to win the respect of outsiders and being dependent on no one all of which ultimately promotes good. To do these things means you are contributing both to the people and the world around you, which is, as he already stated, the byproduct of a life at peace with God. While I've been busy in quarantine, my time in it has still been unique. How my days are ordered and entered into are very different than they were before, and that has afforded me time to consider my life in new ways. And maybe it has for you too. I've always been a dreamer. It's never been hard for me to hope for the impossible, to believe for the miracle, and to trust in coming good. But my dreams, as I entertain them these days, look very different than they ever have. Now, maybe it's the effect of quarantine, or maybe it's something else. Many of us, through this quarantine, have been forced out of and confronted in our pre-pandemic ambitions those things we've deeply desired, worked for, pushed, and sacrificed for, now stripped and exposed, revealing to us that we are so much more than what we are after, that our influence, our success, our notoriety, or popularity, regardless of its scale, does not equal a life fulfilled, a life of depth, meaning, and peace. I think one of the benefits of isolation for me has been that my measuring stick for what I deem as success or good, both as a pastor and as a woman, has shifted. I have seen and now cannot unsee the realities and far-reaching gift of strength through sacrifice, bounty out of scarcity, beauty out of pain, and connection through the practice of a life slowed down. Quarantine, regardless of whether we wanted it or would have asked for it, has forced many of us to reflect on what really matters, not what we think should matter or what we thought mattered, but on what really matters in our homes, in our families, in our ministries, and our lives. And for me, one thing has become very clear. It is that I really want for my life and for the lives of those around me what Paul is talking about here. A quiet life, though it can sound drab and boring, is actually, I think, a life born of simplicity, a life freed from the tyranny of selfish ambition and the rigorous rhythms of more. Instead, we see that it is actually a life well-lived, a life that by its very nature moves us away from the restless idolatry of self or of the idleness that leads to temptation to a life of peace and productivity 
and the promotion of all that is good. This exhortation found in 1 Thessalonians is for the apprentice of Jesus, a call to the more, to a life free from the noise of comparison and jealousy, disappointment and idleness, to an ambition to move in deeper ways towards a life that pleases God. Now to end, I'd love for us just to take a minute and to reflect. How has your ambition, your hopes and dreams changed since being in quarantine? Where have you felt the invitation to a more quiet and peaceful life? Finally, what is keeping you from accepting God's invitation to you? As you go throughout your day, may you welcome and respond to God's invitation to a quiet life. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.